We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, it's Steven Spector. Check out the Pray for the Push podcast, a podcast focused on sports gambling with the intent to win you money, but with the hopes of just breaking even. It's up on the 435 Podcast Network, and download each episode now on the Radio.com app. Welcome back into the Force to Punt podcast. I am Steven Serta, joined by Dusty Likens, <laughs> air drumming and stepping all over the intro yet again. Step, step, stepping, man. So, this week's waivers were pretty brutal. Yep, picked up Joaquin Phoenix for his performance. <laughs> uh Hope. Solid showing. <laughs> Should start in every fantasy lineup uh, of uh, AMC. Hopefully, um, your guys' waivers went through already. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, we'll release it on Thursday morning. Nice uh, inside information, Serta. Yes. Um, Let them know. You know. Sometimes it's important to do that. Like when uh, we say Damian Williams isn't going to play in a week and then uh, he practices <laughs> in full the following day after we've already recorded a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but there is some news to get to, uh, and hopefully your waiver wire picks did go through, but if not, uh, and it ain't good news. You suck. Yeah. But Christian McCaffrey, I don't own Christian McCaffrey in any league. Uh, Dusty Likens loves him and owns him in every league and he's been the best running back in fantasy and it's not really that close to be completely honest. He's actually Um, been the best fantasy player in every fantasy league. Yes. He's yes. And it's not even close. Yeah. He's been... Absolutely incredible. He's been the fantasy MVP, uh, but he is missing practice with a uh, sore back of some kind. Yeah. I wouldn't take it that seriously because he's just like a freak athlete, and I think that they're just giving him so much work that, honestly, he shouldn't practice Wednesday and Thursday during the NFL season because he's good enough that he can just practice light on Fridays and then be good to go for the games on Sunday. So I'm not reading that much into it. But a lot of people were adding that uh, Bonifun guy, mm. which I mean, there's there's no reason wasting a roster spot on him unless you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, unless you're unless you were banking on the idea that something significant's going to happen to Christian McCaffrey, then the offense is going to run through that cat. Yeah, I mean, when you first tell the information, because uh, you tell me everything first, even before Matthew Barry and Field Yates, which is super impressive. Um, before that, my first instinct is just I to, it's true. Um, is to freak out, because I always do that with everything in life. Um, I freak out first, and then I say, hold on, collect your thoughts. And like hearing you talk in this opening monologue kind of makes sense, because it is week, what, six? Christian McCaffrey is a guy who's played in every single offensive snap, I think, for their team, except for this last week where yeah. he just sat out the last couple of snaps because they yeah. were blowing that team out, and there was nothing else he could possibly he's just, do. He's just playing like 97% of the snaps. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of uh, where I got kind of 
hesitant with uh, like the same kind of division guy, which they'll play each other and we'll get to it, but Chris Godwin had like, oh, he's out of practice with a sore hip, and then he went out there and threw down 40 points, and then they did the same thing last week where he was out of practice with a sore hip and then played last week and now is the number one fantasy receiver in all of fantasy football. Now, I get it. That's probably not going to hold up. I understand that. It's still early, small sample size. But, yeah, like it's kind of okay to worry, but also when it comes to the NFL, like you have to have an excuse of why somebody misses practice. And whether that be full honesty while they miss practice or it's just a smoke blow of, hey, why was Christian McCaffrey not at practice today? He's got a sore back. Oh, okay. Which makes me worried is – did he get the sore back when he did that super big badass flip into the end zone in the first play or the first touchdown game of last week? Or is his team just basically saying, hey, this is our guy. He's super valuable to our team. He's super important. We're just not going to make him practice Wednesday and Thursday. Or if he practiced Thursday, it's a light workload. So I think it's more of a precautionary thing than anything when you think about it because I think there'd be a lot more panic in the world. There'd be more Schefter, Rappaport, those type of guys tweeting out about Christian McCaffrey if it was super, super serious. And right now it's the first day that the teams can talk to the media, so I'm not really that worried about Christian McCaffrey. But maybe I do need to go get uh, Bulafalanu or whatever that guy's name is. That's his backup um, in Carolina. But, again, I'm not worried about it, and you're trying to talk me into Adrian Peterson, um, which uh, – Oh, we'll get to Adrian Peterson. That's your guy. It's uh, primed and ready for a AP. significant workload this week in a wonderful matchup. It's going to be the, his best matchup of the season, but we'll get to that. What's your worry level bit. for McCaffrey? Zero? Yeah. Okay. That's all I need to hear. I think he's fine. I don't think he's significantly injured. And, yeah, I mean, if I were you, I would go add his his handcuff. Like, I've got – I have Dalvin Cook and Marlon Mack mm. in more than one league, and I have both of their handcuffs uh, just because they're guys with significant injury histories. Um and and they're they're both uh, significant parts of offenses that are going to run the ball a ton. So if something happens to either one of them, I at least have a backup plan. Those guys are absolutely worthy stashes in Jordan Wilkins and uh, Alexander Madison, Reggie Bonifon. Yeah, um, but like like I have Ezekiel Elliott in one league. I don't have Tony Pollard in that league, and it's because. Tony Pollard was go was getting drafted too high, and I was willing to spend on Tony Pollard, but somebody took him ahead of me uh, in the round that I was considering taking him because they were banking on Ezekiel Elliott missing time, and that person won't trade them to me because that's just the way fantasy football goes, and I'm not going to pay up a bunch for a handcuff. Like when Zeke is still Zeke, even though he's struggling a little bit right now, he's still getting touchdowns. He's still got fantasy value every week. Yeah, and la- and he just it continues to take you know eighty five to ninety percent of the snaps as we're moving forward. Uh, I, I assuming Zeke stays healthy, I'm comfortable not having Tony Pollard on my on my bench because you're probably gonna have to pay up for Tony Pollard because pe- that's just how it is with him. Because people assume if something happens to Zeke, that Tony Pollard's gonna be this number one running back. Handcuffs are weird, man. Yeah, I, and I I generally I generally don't draft my team like that. You know, yeah. I, I kind of figure it out as I go. But uh, like Madison in Minnesota, I didn't draft him in that particular league. But the person that had him dropped him, and so I just picked him up as yeah. soon as he got dropped because he was available. If that happened to Tony Pollard, I would do it too. But I'm not going to spend high end draft capital on a handcuff. Sure, but 
Uh, some other significant injuries. Thursday night football, Patriots, Giants. We'll get into that game here in just a second. Uh, but Saquon Barkley been ruled out of this game. Evan Ingram's been ruled out of this game. Wayne Gallman's <laughs> been ruled out of this game. And uh, Sterling Shepard has been ruled Jesus. out of this game. Patriots defense might put up twice as much as Philly's defense last yeah, week. So and ho- they put up 35. Hopefully you got the Patriots defense, which has been an incredible fantasy defense anyways, and it's going to continue this week. Uh, just man. 0% chance that the Patriots lose this game. Uh, yeah. And really, there's nobody on the Giants side that I'm interested in with all of those dudes out. No, um, I've got Evan Ingram in multiple leagues, so that one kind of hurts. And, but he's been kind of struggling the past few weeks anyways. So... Give him some time off. Hopefully he gets healthy, and hopefully he gets back to being the number one tight end that we're projecting him to be. Um, but, yeah, significant injuries. That's just going to be an awful, awful That's going to be a murder fest. Yeah, that's just going to be an awful game. Uh, the 49ers lost Kyle Juszczyk for like a month or so, four Boy. to six weeks, I think, with an MCL injury. The fact that you delivered that last name on one shot is impressive. Uh, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan. A uh, big I feel fan like, of the fullback clan. I feel like you've gone from the Cleveland Browns to the San Francisco 49ers in half a season. That's not true. Okay. I'm still a Browns fan. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy. You love you some Niners. I do enjoy what the 49ers do. I enjoy Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan is an offensive innovator. And you love Burrito. While I I tend to side with the. With the you know running backs aren't as significant as some people believe them to be with that type of analytics crowd, I tend to side with that. Kyle Shanahan, what he is doing is innovating run offense, and yeah. that, and that and that to me is intriguing because I think I and we'll talk about that, but like I love this matchup this week against the Rams for the Forty ers even without their fullback, but the fullback is. Really, really significant to the way they want to run offense. So they're trying out some fullbacks uh, this week. So that's something to keep an eye on if you're a Tevin Coleman owner, if you're a Matt Breida owner. They're definitely not going to have him for at least a month. Uh, but I don't think it is devastating to their fantasy outlook by any means. First 15. But we can get into the Thursday night matchup, the Patriots and the Giants. What are the uh, Giants color rush uniforms, like paramedic shirts? I don't think they always do color rush on Thursday anymore. Oh, is that like they don't? Did they I do? think I think they changed. I'm, I might be wrong, but I think now you can just kind of pick and choose when you want to wear those uniforms or when you want to wear like alternate uniforms. Oh, you just pick the night? Yeah, because I think it was just that season where it was just like just Thursday was color rush night. Mm. Um, so for the Giants, yeah, all those guys out, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, uh, Wayne Gallman, who was Sterling Shepard's fill-in. Darius Slayton, I guess, is the guy that you might want to take a look at if, uh, if you feel like taking a, a big chance. On a Giants player, you got to be hurting at receiver. Yeah, I mean it's it's got to be absolutely brutal going up against, in my opinion, the best pass defense in the NFL and uh, the New England Patriots. One hundred percent. But Darius Slayton did catch a touchdown in the last game, so that's why he's getting a little bit of focus. Um, and he's got a, a against the Bucks. He had a okay game. He had three catches for eighty-two yards. So he's he's been involved in the passing offense. So at least there's that. But it's deep passes, and he's right? uh, yeah, and I mean he's. He's 6'1", he's fast wide receiver, uh, he's a fifth round pick out of Auburn. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I'm just staying away from the Giants. I am altogether. terrified like, like, for Daniel I Jones. I, I have <laughs> I have Wayne Gallman in a dynasty league. <laughs> And even if Wayne Gallman played in this game, I'm still not playing him against the New England And Patriots. he left their last game with a concussion, right, or protocol? Yes, yes he's out. He's so, yeah. already been ruled out. Wayne Gallman's not playing. So they're on their third-string running back yes. and their fourth-string receiver. Yes. It's and their second-string tight end against the best team in the brutal. entire world. Yes. Okay, yeah. I, feel, I literally fear for Daniel Jones in Thursday night's game. Yeah. It's going to be ugly, um, but, you know, you just got to fight through it and see what happens. Maybe you get uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe you get a couple touchdowns out of this thing, but I'm not having any part of that matchup. Um, but on the other side, New England Patriots start them. Yeah. Um, well, I, well, I think this. So this. Yeah. I want to focus on uh, Philip Dorsett has been ruled out of this game. Yeah, the deep um, guys out. So that's significant. He's had a he's had a pretty big role in their passing game, and he's been pretty consistent. But he's been banged up for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Rex Burkhead was injured. He might not go in this one. He didn't go last week. Right. I can't imagine that they play him this week because if he is banged up, you might as well just sit him on a short week and let him get another week of rest because then you get the extended uh, absence after the Thursday game. Um, If he does go, it's kind of tempting to play him, I guess, because he has been productive in the offense this season. Sonny Michelle struggled, but Sonny Michelle's coming off of a good game. And the Giants are just a bad defense. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Yeah, and uh, their corners are tiny. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. They are. I mean, uh, like, I know Mike Evans is a beast, but Mike Evans literally, like, I, ever since seeing that, like, it just, their corners are just so. Yeah. Like, I mean, Janoris Jenkins. <laughs> so, uh, so I saw this on Twitter today, and I, I can't remember for the life of me who, who put it out. So that, that that's my fault. So I, I can't cite the source of the uh, stat, but. It listed the shadow corners with the with the uh, most yardage given up, most touchdowns given up so far this season in the mm-hmm. NFL, and it was Janoris Jenkins who plays for the Giants, shadowed Mike Evans in that game and gave up like 170 yards and three touchdowns. To yeah. Mike Evans. <laughs> so like Janoris Jenkins, at one point in his career was considered like a lockdown corner. He has not been that for the last couple of years or anything close to it. Their secondary is absolutely brutal. Uh, Julian Edelman's banged up, but I imagine that he plays in this game, and he's going to have his role where he's just Tom Brady's you know, con- consistent guy who's going to get you anywhere from 70 to 100 yards, I would imagine, like you know, 8 to 12 catches. And he, he's the safe floor guy, but somebody who has been very frustrating for me because I, I put my faith in him yet again because I love his talent, Josh mm-hmm. Gordon. He's been absolutely brutal. Who Josh Gordon used to play for? The Cleveland Browns. That's why. Uh, he has been absolutely brutal in fantasy. He scored a touchdown in Week One, uh, and then I think good. I think against the New York Jets, he had like eighty-three yards. But other than that, it's been bad, and he has just been rough. Like he he's still getting a ton of targets. He's getting a ton of volume in that Patriots attack, but they're still running the football a ton. He's just not connecting, and, and I think part of that is he's seeing everybody's number one corner, and he's got tough matchups each and every week, and th- it's not like the Patriots are out here slinging the rock down the field like the Chiefs do. Right. Um, you know, they, they, they're they sticking to their game plan, which is the sideline to sideline stuff. Uh, occasionally hit Josh Gordon for like a 30-yard gain, but it's not like they're, they're sending Josh Gordon 50, 60 yards down the field. And that's where Josh Gordon excels. Like, you got to give Josh Gordon an opportunity to go up and get the football. And we haven't seen it yet this season. But if there's ever a game 
where he should be a lock if he's going to be shadowed by Janoris Jenkins this entire game. Josh Gordon needs to be in your lineup because if he can't break out in this game, then it's time to just bench him for the rest of the season until you see something consistent from him. And that was my question to you, if this is the game that is the end-all approval. Because I think this is a big Sony Michelle game just because of how beat up the Giants are and how bad they are that the Patriots could literally be up, I think, honestly, 28-35-0 to 35 to zero by halftime to where in the second half you're not going to see a lot of Brady action Maybe Edelman's still kind of banged up a little bit, and they don't use him in the second half, so that's kind of like what I'm hoping for because I play against Julian Edelman this week. But this is. This is the shut-up or uh, put-up game for Josh Gordon, right? There's no Philip Dorsett. You're playing the Giants. Julian Edelman is a little bit banged up, and all signs point to Josh Gordon. So, like, I'm big on Josh Gordon this week. I'm also big on Sonny Michelle as well as James White. I think those are your three big numbered guys from New England other than Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. I just don't know how banged up Julian Edelman is because I don't know what the what the New England Patriots injury report ever is. Yeah, I mean I I'm I'm assuming Edelman's gonna play and I oh, think he, sure. he's set up for a nice matchup. I just you know, I can't I, I tried to trade Josh Gordon for Michael Gallup this week. Uh didn't work. No, and, and I got <laughs> shot down immediately. Um you know, and and that's that to me is a little frustrating because I think that Josh Gordon still has that upside in an offense that you assume is still very good. Uh, but Michael Gallup, when he's been on the field for the Cowboys this year, has been incredible. Right. Um, but he does have the injury history. He missed a couple of games, but he's literally had over a hundred yards in all three games that he's played in. He scored a touchdown last week. Uh, he's been fantastic, but he's still going to be the number two wide receiver to Amari Cooper. Um, but yeah, like you're you you just can't get any value for a Josh Gordon right now. Like if the best bet you can get in return for Josh Gordon if you're trying to move him is like Emmanuel Sanders, I would just rather keep Josh Gordon and see what happens than than move him for Emmanuel Sanders, than move him for a guy who's on one of the five worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> like I I would rather keep Josh Gordon with the upside of right. him being with the Patriots and being and Tom Brady throwing him the football, that then just then just saying, okay, well, Emmanuel Sanders has outperformed him so far this season. Uh, I'm just going to take Emmanuel Sanders. If you can get Cortland Sutton for him, there's I think the guy I, you can I would, get. T- I would do that. Yeah, Flacco likes him some Cortland Sutton a lot. Um, but I don't even. But I, I don't even know if you could get Cortland Sutton. You certainly can't get a DJ Chark right now. Not the way that guy's playing. Hey, been on him all year. I, you certainly can't get. Uh, you know. I don't think if you move Josh Gordon, you're going to get reasonable wide receiver two value because that's like that's like what he is right now. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a wide receiver two um, who is starting to flirt with wide receiver three because he's not producing at all. Uh, but he's still going to be ranked in that wide receiver two range because of his upside. And I still hope that I have faith because it's not like he doesn't look good when he's out there. Uh, it just it just hasn't connected yet. And so. the Patriots are good at doing that to you too. When you forget about somebody, they let you know exactly who they are uh, pretty soon after. Yeah, and so I think that. But this is your good look I at it. Think like this that week, he's gotta have he's gotta have a good game this week. He has to. What do you want? Go line goat. I and this was really just so I could talk about Adrian Peterson. Oh Jesus! Floor's yours. I I, I don't understand. Why you don't have faith in him? I don't understand why you hate him so much. I don't ever say I hated him, but this is don't trust it. The most brutal matchup I could possibly imagine 
the two worst teams in the NFL, in my opinion, the Washington R's versus the Miami Dolphins. The uh, Washington just fired Jay Gruden. Bill Callahan taking over, <sighs> and according to Twitter today, is laying down the law. What does he that is mean? Making, he is making sure everyone shows up to work this week. Like, everyone's going to respect him. Please, Bill Callahan. That's what I would do when I open up the door for the first time. No one likes Bill Callahan. It's just that you happen to be in Washington, the most dysfunctional team in the NFL, is the only reason I believe that you have a job right now. And let alone you're the interim head coach. Yeah. Dan Snyder doesn't care about you. But the Miami Dolphins literally have the worst run defense in the NFL. It's worse than the Kansas City Chiefs. Um. And so if Adrian Peterson's ever going to have an opportunity to have a good game, it's going to be this week. Like it, it, This is the week that you take a chance, and if you got a bunch of running backs on by, because there's some significant buys this week. You know, David Montgomery, uh, while he hasn't been highly productive, he's been getting more snaps lately, and he's a guy that you probably drafted with a reasonable draft pick. Right. He's on by. Marlon Mack, who's been a workhorse running back, is on by this week. Like there's gonna be there's this is a week where you've got some big names that you got to replace in your fantasy lineup, and Adrian Peterson is likely out there on your waiver wire because it's why Adrian would Peterson. why would he be owned? He's 34 years old. Uh, he's had a brutal season. He's only got 108 yards on the year. He's averaging 2.7 yards per carry. He does have three touchdowns. He hasn't run for more than 37 yards <laughs> in a game. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was this bad. He I told you. He yeah, to, there you go. When numbers to, speak. <laughs> look at his pictures. He, had, he has seven for 18 last week. He looks like he's the same age as the guy from Scrubs. This is like, but but yeah. So remember last season, Adrian. No, just keep doing it. Remember last season, Adrian. I didn't Peterson know his numbers that were game. this bad. Adrian Peterson had that game where he just oh, had like God. a ninety-yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was, it. Like, it was like on the first or second play of the game, broke off like a ninety-yard touchdown, and then he finished the game with less than a hundred yards. That's right. Like yeah. he averaged like one yard per carry the rest oh, yeah. of the game. And people like, oh, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> ageless wonder. Like, that's that's. One of the most impressive things I've ever seen, to be completely honest. Oh, look at this picture with Adrian Peterson with hair. What? Oh, okay, somebody made that. I was going to say, he didn't have <laughs> hair like, in New Orleans. I was like, hang on. I don't recall Adrian Peterson ever having hair, even like Good going back God. to college. He's, his highest average of yards per game this year is 3.1. Yeah. <laughs> and ironically, that was against a Bears defense. Uh, it was fantastic against the run. Yeah, I don't want any part of Adrian um, Peterson. But that's what I'm banking on in this game, is him breaking off like an 80-yard run. Yeah, banks are closed on Sunday. Averaging one yard per carry the rest <laughs> yeah. of the game. But you break off like an 80-yard run and get a touchdown out of it. That's all you need. Yeah, give that's Steve his 15. Like, you just need, I need my that, 15. that one more show of life from Adrian Peterson. Oh, and then you, can, then you can cut him again. Like he is, he is the guy that I am. I'm picking up and playing, and, and I'm playing him this week. And oh man, no I hate I hate it, and I might wind up hating myself for it, but I'm gonna do it. I but I mean, I might play him in like daily if he was really really cheap. And you're I'm sure bet- he will be. Yeah, well, I hope if he's averaging what two point four car- yards per carry on the year. I bet he doesn't cost more than five grand. Since okay, there you go. He just, oh, God, Adrian Peterson, my word. The fact that he is just relevant is just interesting. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stay away from Adrian Peterson. I'll let you hold on to that one. Um, 
because as much as I, as much as you love Adrian Peterson, I love Carlos Hyde, and I feel like that's a debate we can get into a little bit later because I think Carlos Hyde. I we can talk about it right now. Okay. I crushed him today on Show and Vern. That's fine. I'm just really into this Chiefs Texans game, and that's not like a bias. We're in Kansas City, obviously, but that's not because of it. Um, I just really like this game. I think there is just fantasy points. Like I feel like. Honestly, I really honestly feel this way. I think the Chiefs-Texans game is the most surplus in fantasy points there is. I don't know what they said today in uh, the press conferences with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but I am banking on the fact that I think Tyreek Hill is going to play Sunday, unless they said he's not. Oh, uh, Well, they didn't. Uh, he practiced today, but sure. he, he was practicing last week. Right. Um, but Adrian, we're at- Adrian Peterson, $4,500. That's on, nice. On DraftKings. Nice. Like, that's that's something you could genuinely build a stacked lineup around. God, even Adrian $4,500, Peter- you just need one long touchdown run from Adrian Peterson. God, even AP's got DK on, on the loop, too, to go buy him. He's still got some life in Plug those Plug him legs. in your lineup right now if you're, if you're excited about it. still got some life in those Put him in there. You got $50,000. It's only going to cost you about less than 10% of your roster. No, uh, so yeah, Chiefs Texas. We can talk about that because I'm interested. I think Will Furl- Will Fuller's huge. I think DeAndre Hopkins can be huge. I think Tyree Kilby plays can be big. Like he's not even playing yet. We don't even know okay. that he's playing All yet. Right, if we're gonna talk about this, let's do this. Local Chiefs breakdown. You're the one that said we talk about it now. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I was looking at the sheet and I was like, yeah. No, you were yeah, looking at your boy Adrian Peterson to see how much he was worth, and he's worth a miserable forty five hundred dollars on DraftKings. But anyways, this is my. I would say this is the biggest game to watch. I'm really excited about Tampa Bay and uh, Carolina just because it's at eight thirty in the morning on a Sunday in England. I think that's fun. There's a lot of points involved in that game as well. But Chiefs Texans, right? Tyree Kill possibly coming back. If you look at your uh, Tyree Kill search on ESPN Fantasy app, which has just been horrendous this year, that app needs some serious work. Um, but Tyree Kill, I think, has been doing that. Terrible. Yeah, Everybody says. Yeah, mine sucks. What are we talking about all that? The time. It's terrible. I like deleted it and reinstalled <laughs> yeah. it because I thought it was my phone. No, it's been awful. They spent too much time of when you win, it shoots confetti on your phone. I don't no, need like that. They, 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 I don't they want like, that. They added too much extra stuff. Yes, I don't care who's projected to finish where. Been, now it just sucks. It's terrible. It used to be great. God, we should spend a segment on this too. On just literally comment on the on the link or on the Twitter uh, profile picture on how bad your ESPN app has been pissing you off but anyways Houston Kansas City Mahomes Deshaun Watson's what's going to steal the show right I think Carlos Hyde and tell me I'm wrong that Chiefs rush defense is absolutely atrocious it's got to be one of the worst in the history of the NFL no Chris Jones Frank Clark has literally got to be found this week and Carlos Hyde playing against his old team playing against a team that let him go and I know that you hate Carlos Hyde, and I know that's understandable. I get it. You have your passion for it. But when we're talking about fantasy points and options this week with people on buys, I think Carlos Hyde is a must-start in any type of league. He cannot be more expensive than Adrian Peterson. It'd be kind of funny to find out. And not only that, big receivers on the outside for Houston, not so many good cornerbacks for the Chiefs, and also that Chiefs offense coming off a week in which they were pissed. Travis Kelsey, I don't know much about Byron Pringle's uh m- level this week. Sammy Watkins still banged up. I truly believe Tyree Kill plays. A lot of fantasy implications in this game, and I think a lot of points sitting in the bank uh, with Houston and Kansas City, and I think the weather should be pretty nice. The Chiefs are giving up a 150 rushing yards per game. Uh, that is behind only the Miami Dolphins, who are giving up 176 per game. Good. 
That's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty bad. Uh, and this this game's going to be awesome, I hope. Uh, I'm going to be Should at be. the game. Um, it must be nice. So, I mean, that, that Colts game that I was also at was brutal. Oh, it was my. not a fun game to be at. Back-to-back games for um, you? I hope that this Houston Texans game is a lot more fun. And if I was the Chiefs, I wouldn't play Tyree Kill in this game. Um, because I... While he may be healthy right now, I don't think that you need to rush him back. If you sit him this week, you got a quick turnaround next week uh, against the Denver Broncos on Thursday Night Football. I don't think you need him in that game. I think it's a bigger benefit to him to take uh, 17 more days off and make sure that he's healthy and miss the next two games and then come back and just run through the rest of the league. I think that obviously he's important and he could change uh, the offense because they've been struggling the last two games. Right. Um, I think that that is more on Andy than it is on Tyreek. Like, I don't think that Ty- I think Tyreek is obviously going to change the offense. He's an incredible player, but I don't think that Tyreek is going to come in and fix all of their problems because their offensive line is still terrible right now. They're still really, really injured. They lost Eric Fisher, they've lost Andrew Wiley. Uh, they brought in a, a a guy off the street because Ryan Hunter was terrible. Super Bowl and they champion. didn't bring back Jeff Allen. Like, And you still have what's-his-face out on the left tackle? Their offensive line, Cam Irving. <laughs> uh, like The offensive line's just bad right now, and I don't think that that's going to help uh, when you're going against J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless, which are still a very good pass rush. But their secondary is exploitable. Um, but I think their secondary is exploitable enough that you can exploit them with Hardman and Demarcus Robinson. Like I, I, as I talked about earlier this week, I like Demarcus Robinson a lot in this game. Um, he's probably going to see a lot of Jonathan Joseph. And Jonathan Joseph, uh, who was at one point considered one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, is not that now. Jonathan Joseph is old. Like Jonathan yeah. Joseph just is not fast anymore, and he cannot keep up with people the way that he used to. So I think that any of these Chiefs wide receivers can likely burn him. Um, But that being said, if Sammy Watkins doesn't play, which Sammy Watkins did not practice today, uh, I think Tyreek Hill is going to play in this game, Uh, assuming that he's cleared and he's ready to go. Because if if Sammy plays, you you could probably talk yourself into just giving Tyreek the extra time. If Sammy doesn't play, I feel like they're going to force – it's going to force their hand a little bit and they're going to freak out and they're going to – and they're going to say, well, we don't want to drop this game to another AFC opponent. They could come into play in in the postseason, and they're going to play Tyreek Hill. You um, think his targets are the same as a normal start for Tyreek Hill, or do you think that goes down just a tad since it's his first game back? Or do you think if he's – because the, 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 the talk of Tyreek Hill has been what? They've had to tell him to calm down? Like, they've had to tell him, like, hey, man, yeah. amp it down. Like, we want you healthy and everything. Granted, he hasn't been hit yet. He's been running in shorts and T-shirts and pads that he hasn't been hit on. So I don't know what that implies. But still, I feel like if he's out there, I mean, I don't Reek's going to ball if he gets out there. I don't think that he'll lose targets in any way. So um, you're looking at a normal, like, nine-target day for a possible through-the-roof performance? Um. Yeah, I mean, as, yeah. as, as long as he gets... I mean, it's one thing if they say, well, we're going to limit his snap count. Sure. Um, because I think, and even then, say he only plays 40% of the snaps or something like that because they want to ease him back in. I think that Patrick Mahomes is just going to force feed him the ball when he's on the field because, as we saw last season, 
Uh, that's his number one wide receiver. Outside of Travis Kelsey, that's his number one target, and he's going to be looking for him because Patrick Mahomes wants to make big plays down the football field, and his best opportunity to do that is with Tyree Kill. So I, I think if Tyree Kill plays, you obviously have to put him in your lineup without question. What do you think um, that does to Robinson and, uh, and obviously, uh, Nicole Hardman? I think they're still in play, personally. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can bench both of them if you want because I know it's been uh, rough the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I still, personally, I think they are still both in play because that Texan secondary is not good, and I think that the Chiefs can beat them deep. Um, you want to let the people know what they should do with Will Fuller this week, like you did last week? Well, before, <laughs> so, saying with the Chiefs, though, the Chiefs' backfield, um, I yeah. still don't want any part of that. No McCoy, no Williams, nothing? I guess Damian Williams, based on last week, if you're going to read into that, I guess Damian Williams is the one that you have to go with. Because yeah, he got, what, the first four targets um, of the game last week? Yeah, I mean he got he got a majority of the running back snaps. Yeah, that was over, weird though. Over I... McCoy and Daryl Williams, but yeah. Daryl Williams still got uh, you know like fifteen percent of the snaps or something. And like look, Daryl Williams is just in there to pass block because Lashawn McCoy apparently is struggling with that. But I still think Lashawn McCoy is the guy to play with, and that's not just because I roster him or anything. That I just think that he's still the best running back in this system. Talking to Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, he thinks he's the best running back in this system, and I've seen other articles and I've watched some other videos where they think that last week's game with LaShawn McCoy might have been an outlier performance. But, you know, again, big, big game, uh, Kansas City and Houston. Um, But, yeah, as far as the Texans go, um, yeah, I don't have any faith in Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, and you could say it's my personal vendetta, and probably that that, that is part of it. Remember, um, remember the something of November. Uh, it's the 5th of November. But this week it's something in October, so just think about that. Yeah, I don't know what that reference. You said vendetta. So the V for vendetta <laughs> reference, you just you just threw out a random V for vendetta reference because I said vendetta. Yeah. Even though it's October 9th. Yep. Remember, remember October ninth. No. Remember, remember October twelfth. I mean thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Could be, because when Carlos Hyde goes for 125 yards on the ground and a score, I'll wait till next week and I'll get your appreciation. Carlos Hyde's going to be terrible okay? uh, because he's not good at football. Okay. Um, Do you have to be good at football if you play the Chiefs rush defense? uh, No. Okay. So, But I still don't want any part of him. You just really hate Carlos Hyde. and Duke Johnson's the better player, but he's not getting enough work because Bill O'Brien sucks. Oh, God. Uh, but as far as the wide receivers go for the Houston Texans, Start. Uh, I think this is the DeAndre Hopkins breakout game. Like yeah. I, I got the Will Fuller breakout game last week. I think this is a DeAndre Hopkins breakout game. Uh, Bashad Breeland, I would imagine, is going to see a lot of DeAndre Hopkins and and oh, I know Breland's been their best corner this this year. Not last week, but he was brutal last week, struggling with T.Y. Hilton. I know T.Y. Hilton wound up not having like a great stat line, but T.Y. Hilton was giving him problems the entire game. Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to do the same thing. Now, like that's what happens when Bashad Breland's like a number two caliber corner. He's not a lockdown number one. They're treating him like that. And when you go up against elite wide receivers like T.Y. Hilton, like DeAndre Hopkins. Those are the problems that you're gonna have. Like, yeah. I think this is the this is the DeAndre Hopkins breakout. I think Will Fuller's still set up for a nice game. And Kenny Stills, I think Kenny Stills is gonna play in this game. He had been productive with Deshaun Watson prior to injuring his hamstring a couple weeks ago. Uh but if Kenny Stills doesn't go for whatever reason, 
Kiki Cutie is, uh, I think, uh, a play in this game. He had a big catch last week. Um, he's been getting more involved in the offense. Uh, he looks healthy finally. Kenny Stills wasn't active. So I think that Kiki could have a good game. He's probably going to see Kendall Fuller, and Kendall Fuller has been pretty forgettable this season. I don't want anything to do with any of the Texans wide receivers, though. Uh, uh, Fells, I think, caught two touchdowns last week, but then the week before that it was the Atkins guy broke out for a long touchdown. They don't really utilize their tight ends that much. They've Not got really. Two, they've got two guys that are interchangeable, so I don't really trust any of those pass catchers. But Hopkins, yeah. Fuller, um, and then depending on the status of Stills, Kiki, all in play for me this week. Yeah, I just love Carlos Hyde in this game. That's all I got. I know you don't like it, but that's why I got to say it because I just think Carlos Hyde is going to ball against the Chiefs. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> Before we get out of here, I just hope your, he wears uh... sleeves. He's a sleeve guy. He's the baggy sleeve yeah, guy. Yeah, it's because he's fat. Is that what it is? Yeah, it may, he feels like it makes him look thinner. Also, do you think Christian McCaffrey's already better than his dad? Yes. Wow. Without a doubt. Three years in the two and a half years in the league is already better than your father. That's an awkward Thanksgiving dinner. What's your uh, favorite game of the week? Besides? Favorite game of the week, other than the Chiefs and the Texans, my favorite game of the week is the London game. I just really like, and I, I really hope that Christian McCaffrey's back's all right because I like that game uh, across the pond early in the morning. I think that game can be one of those, like, set the tone for the rest of the day. Um, we didn't get it last week with the Bears and Raiders, and I still don't understand why they played that game at noon here. I still don't know if there's any explanation to that, but that really kind of screwed the Sunday slate. But I really like Carolina and uh, Tampa Bay. I like Winston versus Carolina. Even that game was a dud on Thursday uh, when they already played this year. Um, but don't look at it that way. Look at it this way as it's not a short week. They're playing Sunday morning. I know that's a different than Sunday at noon. But I like Christian McCaffrey against that good run defense. I just think that Christian McCaffrey is an anomaly. I like Chris Godwin again. I think Mike Evans is good in this. Jameis Winston seems to have put a little bit of the struggles away and has started to make a little bit more noise in the fantasy quarterback world. But uh, I like the game in London. I think that's going to be a fun game. I think there's a lot of fantasy value in that game uh, with Evans, with Godwin, with Barber, with Jones. Uh, on the other side with McCaffrey, with DJ Moore, with Greg Olson against that defense. I think that's pretty a good matchup for Greg Olson. And, um, man, I think... It's kind of getting nervous to see where the where the future of Cam with uh, Cam Newton is, but I like that game as well as I also like the Chiefs and Texans. I think there's a lot of offensive action and fantasy value in the Chiefs versus Texans. So I really like the 49ers and the Rams game, as I already mentioned. I think that game's going to be awesome. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to veer here a little bit because we already kind of talked about that game. Um, I actually really like the Falcons and the Cardinals game this week. I'm done. It's a one and four team against a one three and one team. I like Kyler. This game <laughs> has shootout potential. I do. Well, I do like Kyler. I hate Cliff. Yeah. And as I've mentioned multiple times on Fantasy Football Sunday, don't like Cliff every Sunday at nine a.m. <laughs> Cliff 16, Kingsbury. What Cliff Kingsbury does on offense to classify that as innovative is offensive to what Andy Reid does. It's an offensive offense? It's offensive to what Kyle Shanahan does. Oh, yeah. It is not innovative. And so he started out the season running pace, pace. We're going to run as fast as can. We're, we're, we're going to go no huddle. We're going to go four wide receiver sets 75% of the time. Well, that's dropped dramatically because dudes were getting injured left and right because you're overworking them in games. 
Chip Kelly proved that's not an effective way to play offense in the NFL. And that's not innovative either. You're just doing what Chip Kelly did. But you're you're doing you're doing like a homeless version of what Chip oh, Kelly did. Oh man. Yeah. Like, like like just running four wide all the time isn't an innovative offense. That's why your wide receivers are dropping like flies. But assuming David Johnson plays, I think this is a very good game for him. Uh Atlanta obviously got just absolutely brutalized by the Texans last week. Yeah. Um, I think that they're going to be able to pass on the Falcons uh, on the Falcons this weekend, and the Falcons desperately need a win because the Falcons, oh, while, while Arizona at least knows that they're bad and knew they were going to be bad, the Falcons think that they were like a Super Bowl contender coming into this season. Oh yeah, and so they're still playing like that at least, like they still believe that they're a good football team, and they still have a ton of talent on offense. Obviously, with Julio, Austin Hooper, uh, Calvin Ridley. Like, Mohamed Sanu had a good game last week. Like, all those pass catchers are still very viable fantasy options week in and week out, despite Atlanta being a bad football team. And I think this is a game that actually has, like, shootout potential. Atlanta needs to win this if they want if they want to keep their head high and, and believe that they're competitive at all. I actually like this game a lot. I think Julio's going to go absolutely off. I think Larry Fitzgerald could go off in this game. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. To get into <laughs> this weekend, uh, I mean, you don't have to have any faith in these teams. I don't have that much faith in them, but there's going to be a lot of points to be had, in my opinion. What? Why are you staring at me? <laughs> I don't like the Niners. I don't. Well, you don't have faith in the Niners? No, I just I don't think the whole running scheme thing. No. Plus, I don't know. Before we get out of here, loud wrong. Oh yeah, I gotta say I was wrong last week. Um, so if you follow me on Twitter, which you can do at Steven Serta. I tweeted out a picture of one of my fantasy leagues where I've got Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, and Keenan Allen are my three starting wide receivers. Sounds like a stacked lineup, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds like an incredible lineup. Well, they combined for 4.8 PPR points in that fantasy league. Mike Evans just straight up had zero, had zero catches in that game. Um yeah, I had a lot of faith in all three of those guys. Keenan Allen uh, at one point was the number one scoring fantasy wide receiver the past two weeks. He's been absolutely awful. Odell can't get anything going with the Browns. Uh, the only thing I can offer is optimism. I, I just hope that they get it figured out. These offenses find out how to get these guys involved. Uh, Chris Godwin, I know he's been fantastic for Tampa Bay. Uh, Mike Evans just finds himself in rough situations, but he's too talented of a player to continue to have these boomer bust weeks like this. Like, like he he is still in my mind. He is still the most talented wide receiver the Bucks have. Uh, not to diminish what Chris Godwin has done because he's been absolutely fantastic. But they have to find a way to get Mike Evans more involved in their game plan. I thought you said a good a good point with Mike Evans that Jameis Winston isn't throwing the ball deep because he takes forever to throw the ball deep, and that Chris Godwin is just running the over the middle routes, and Jameis Winston loves that, so it, it works yeah. out. Yeah, he's just it's Bruce Arians has. And my belief... Another coach that Serta doesn't like. I actually like Bruce Arians. I like his hats. Um, I, I don't like... Glasses. I don't like his attitude about stuff, but I do like his, I do like the way he coaches football. He also told us about Godwin several months ago. He also drank paint one time. Well, Joaquin Phoenix but painted his I tongue. But do, I do feel like... 
Bruce Arians has threatened Mike Evans that he's going to force him to drink paint if he doesn't play better. I feel like he did the same to O.J. Howard, and I feel like he's done that to Jameis Winston. That's why if he turns the ball over, that's why Jameis Winston's scared to throw the football deep because he's afraid to throw an interception. Or drink paint. Yes. If you throw an interception, you have to take a shot of paint. <laughs> yes. Because Bruce Arians has no rum shot at just paint. Confirmed that when he was younger, he used to drink paint. I used to eat glue. Play-Doh. Uh, I feel like that's not as bad as drinking paint. I feel like it is paint. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it's the same thing. Uh, I like Bruce. I, I feel like Bruce drinks a nice Templeton rye. Thank you guys for listening. Please download <laughs> the Radio.com app and subscribe. And download the 435 Podcast Network and everything we do there. I'm Steven Serta. That's Dusty Likens. Have some pride and hide. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.